Hey, we're digital content creators who met online. I was using TikTok as an escape from my soul-sucking corporate sales job. And I was using it to share my art and talk all things self-employment when I found Marissa. And then I went viral for the first time, which was my open door to exploring self-employment as a digital content creator, which happened to be the major reason I was drawn to Danielle in the first place. We started bonding over my story of being a graphic designer who left the corporate world four years ago to pursue a lifestyle where I took my success as a designer and blended it with my free spirit to run my very own kick-ass business. So with our mutual focus on mindset and knowing that I was about to leave my nine to five, we started having conversations about my plan moving forward. My business coach told me to interview a few people who I thought could be my target audience. So of course I asked Danielle. And in typical Danielle fashion, I hijacked the conversation and asked Marissa to be my co-host instead. Clearly, I didn't say no. So this is now our podcast, Her Messy Bun, where we chat about all things mindset, confidence, and business essentials for all of our self-employed lady friends. And where you can tune in to all of our not-so-private conversations. So throw up your messy bun, because Because shit's shit's about about to get get real. real. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm Danielle. And I'm Marissa. And today we are going to talk about how to show up more powerfully. All right. Marissa actually just made a video, what, like last week about stop apologizing, which is ironic because I also have um, a podcast episode about people needing to stop apologizing for things. And then just recently... Uh, Marissa created a video about um, showing up or responded to that like viral video. That's like, how, how do you, how does it go? What was the, it was girl? The, how did she say it? She said, oh, if you're a millennial woman and you don't have a white man alter ego that you use mm-hmm. in emails, what are you doing? And I told the yeah. story of how I was, when I was in my corporate job, I did send emails like a white man and I did show up very powerfully in my emails and just the culture of the workplace that I was in. They didn't like that because I was a woman and Mm -hmm. I was, you know, in trouble quite frequently from my boss because he said I was being um, too direct and too not sweet He used the word sweet, which made me just want to punch him in the face, but because he would never say that to a guy. Um, Right. But that being said, the moral of the story is that some people aren't going to respond well when you do show up powerfully, but that's okay. You need to do it anyways. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. And the, the fact that like, there's so many women, especially in business and business for themselves that still feel like they have to apologize for just existing. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, the example both of us gave, um, me and my, in season one and you in like two weeks ago, when you made the stop apologizing episode, the same uh, example that both of us gave was like, don't let, don't move out of people's way. Like mm-hmm. if you're walking and somebody gets like, wants to walk where you're at, they can go around you. Like you don't need to move out of people's way and see how, see and watch how many people move. Well, I was at the grocery store last week. I don't go grocery shopping very often. We get our groceries delivered, but every now and then I'm like, I just need to get out of the house. So I go grocery shopping and I'm walking down the aisle with a cart and these two men decide six feet distance it doesn't exist anymore that they keep cutting me off 
so then they can come back to where I'm shopping. And I finally was just like, I'm not going to keep moving out of your way so that you can be where I'm at every second. I said, I have to get forward. You cut me off so you can be where I'm at and now I can't leave. Mm -hmm. And he was like, oh my gosh. And I said, so are you gonna move and then apologize? Because that's rude. And he's like, I said, you have a daughter sitting with you and you're teaching her that it's okay for men to do this to daughters. And he was like, oh, I, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. And it was like, not the first time. It was after like the sixth time of him doing this. And he's like, he looked at his daughter and he was like, don't ever let men treat you like this. Mm -hmm. And he was like, thank you for pointing this out to me. I said, you're welcome. And yeah, it's just like, men don't even realize that they're doing it because they're not taught like They've never had it happen to them to be annoyed by it, you know? Right. And that's the thing. This is not an episode to like shit on guys, but it goes to say, it goes to, it goes to show that guys show up however they want, whenever they want, because Mm -hmm. they've never had to think about how are people going to react to me? And am I in the way? You know, of course, not all guys have never dealt with anything like that, but it's like most of the time guys can take up space and they don't even think twice about it. Right. So that's a perfect example of taking up the space that you deserve Mm -hmm. and not letting people convince you that you don't belong there, which is huge for the business world, especially self-employed people who do business online. The online world is so convoluted and oversaturated and everyone is on there and everyone's trying to take up space. So it can feel really daunting to put yourself out there and advocate for yourself, but you have to. You have to. You're, if you will not advocate for yourself, you can never expect somebody else to. Mm-hmm. And once you start sticking up for yourself and taking up your space that you deserve rightfully, other people will start like, not just letting you, but giving you the space that you deserve. So whether it's social media and being like, yeah, she belongs here. Like, but wherever you are, feel like you belong. Show up and show up powerfully. Mm-hmm. Whether it's in emails, in person, on social media, um, at, at craft shows, wherever it is, whatever you're doing, show up powerfully and know in the bottom of your gut that you belong there because you do. Yeah, so... Showing up powerfully, we keep saying that, but what are some, let's get into some examples of what that actually looks like. Um, Like a huge one for me coming from corporate, I would catch myself a lot early on in my corporate career saying things like, you know, sorry for the inconvenience. I just wanted to check, but Mm -hmm. it was quite literally my job to be checking. So yeah you know, rather than sorry for the inconvenience, you can say, thank you for your time, or I appreciate you taking my call, Mm -hmm. rather than apologizing at the very beginning and saying words like just, I just wanted to ask, I just wanted to see, hey, I just wanted to message you to tell you. I don't know what it is about the word just, but you're belittling what you're doing. Well, it's so just in and of itself is like, a portion of, or a small, um, a small measure just is a measurement. So by saying that you are 
I just wanted to do this. You are minimizing what it is that you are trying to do. Mm. And that is why you don't show up powerfully when you say the word just. Yeah. It's interesting, but people can tell. Mm -hmm. Um, I even caught myself yesterday. Someone said, um, somebody that I'm in a group program with, they asked me, Hey, what is this TikTok portion of your brand and how does it relate to your overall brand? And the first thing out of my mouth was, Oh, I'm just teaching people how to grow their audience. And it's like, of course she probably didn't realize it. And it was answering her question because it is, you know, only one small portion of what my big overall brand will be. But as soon as I said it, I was like, ah, oh, that's, mm-hmm. I, it's so much more than that. And it's right. so it deserves so such a better explanation than that. Yeah. And even if they don't realize what you just said, they hear that you're speaking about it in a belittling way. And that's what their impression is going to be. Yeah. Whether or not they, they are conscious of their opinion on it or not, they're hearing it just like you're, mm-hmm. you know, you hear it, they hear it too. Right. And there's like a difference between using it as like a descriptive of like, I just said it. Oh yeah. Like there's a huge difference. So, um, I think when I first heard somebody say like, stop using the word just, I took it as like, but then how will I describe when I just did something, <laughs> you know? And like, and it's, it's funny because it's like, that's exactly what I thought, but there's probably hundreds of other people that are listening to that and also being like, well, how I use just all the time. Yeah. We're not talking about when you're describing something that just happened mm-hmm. or in the moment we're talking about when you're describing your job, when you're describing what you have to do and when you're describing something in the future. So, um, or why you're taking up somebody else's time. Yeah. Don't use the word just. Yeah. Like that just, just, it just, just doesn't sound good. (laughs) Yeah. It totally minimizes. I mean, when I first started on TikTok and people would ask me about it, ask, Hey, what do you post about? I would say, I just post about, I'm like, ah, it's, Mm -hmm. it's, that's, it's not doing myself justice. It's right. It's not okay. And Mm -hmm. I hear it so often from other people and I don't think people realize what it does. Yeah. My favorite thing to do is when other people use the word just to describe something that I do or describe Mm. something that they do, I say, well, I don't just do that. And they're like, oh no, I didn't mean it like that. So like if I like to do that because I like to teach people like that in the sense of like, no, you don't get to minimize what I do and you should recognize that what people do isn't just that. Mm-hmm. There's more to it than that. There's more to it than everything. And I was listening to a podcast the other day about how um, it was a, well, what is her name? Joe, she's on TikTok. She's like, I, I can't oh. think of a middle ground podcast. Yeah. It's like these two young girls that are best friends that are photographers and they've like built empires for themselves. And they're on the process of do, consistently doing that. They both work for themselves. They um, just very strong, independent women and young, which is like really inspiring for young people. And I think that they have a really good platform anyways. Um, they were talking about, she was talking about how her husband she was telling her husband that it was like bothering her that people 
like minimize the fact that she's a content creator and that she's, you know, a photographer and like they like, Oh, it must be nice type of feeling Mm. when she describes her job. And she's like, well, I don't just, it's, I don't just do that. It's not as simple as that. Well, her husband was like, right. But as a content creator, it's your job to make it look that simple, to make it look that easy. Your job, part of your job as content creators and um, showing up online is to make it look easy because you want it to look attainable and you want it to look ad- admirable that like, like, wow, like look at that life. Like they get all this extra free time. You're, it's not content creating and influencers aren't like in the beginning, they weren't, it wasn't meant to show you the dirty details of like how much actually goes into creating an episode on a podcast or YouTubing or creating TikTok videos or doing all this stuff. It was meant to make it look easy. Right. So it's, Which I, think, I guess it makes sense when people have that opinion. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. That must be nice. It's like, right. I get it. Mm-hmm. Which is funny though, because I do like the shift that people have made where they're like, no, like I'm going to stand my ground and explain to you, like, this is not as easy as you think it is. I love when people do that. Yeah. And I think it, yeah, there's definitely a shift because people are now starting to push back on even unpaid internships. I'm hearing that's bullshit. We should completely not be doing unpaid internships because people are starting to really value themselves more. Mm -hmm. And when I first started getting emails from brands, when my platform was growing at the beginning, I was like, sure, I'll make a post for free product. That's amazing. But the minute you start to realize that brands want to work with me for a reason. Mm-hmm. My platform is valuable. My time is valuable. And you show up and your response is what's your budget. You're automatically upping your level, like how you are yeah. perceived by them because you are making it known what you will and will not accept. Right. And so there's, there's definitely, right. There's definitely a mm-hmm. shift that is happening, which is awesome. And I love it. I, I love that women are all banding together and be refusing to like be just women. Yeah. You and know? only, I'm only asking this. It's no, you, you are asking mm-hmm. for this. Yeah. And it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, another like famous TikTok that went around, I think last year was the um, girl that was like, um, if you're a woman, what's the, what's the one thing that you're going to say today to minimize the amount <laughs> of respect that you are trying to gain by a topic that you're stay, saying mine? She's like, I'll go first. Does that make sense? And mm-hmm. I laugh because I'm like, oh my gosh, I didn't even realize asking, does that make sense? Minimizes the fact that yes, I, I 100% know what I said made sense. Yeah. I shouldn't have to say that to every, after everything you know, that I described. Unless I'm confused if it it didn't come out right. Yeah. I'll ask, did I make sense? Did that, does that make sense to you? Yeah. You know, but like after everything. Yeah. It should be, let me know if you have questions Mm -hmm. rather than, Oh, I don't know if I explained that well. Does that make sense when you damn well know that you did? Yeah. And it's, it's crazy. Cause I'll see people, um, I'll see these videos on TikTok where they're like, 
you know, stop apologizing, stop getting out of people's way. And of course the gut or the, the knee jerk reaction from a lot of people who are typically older will say, oh, you know, you're just another entitled millennial. Oh, you're never going to apologize for anything. And it's like, no, <laughs> listen, mm-hmm. no, we, we over apologize and we over accommodate. And I'm mm-hmm. saying we, as in our generation of depressed and anxious millennials who don't have any self-worth and are now having to reparent ourselves and go to therapy and you know all all the things um but we over apologize and we we're over accommodating we're over conscientious so when we tell people to stop apologizing of course we mean stop apologizing unnecessarily because it shows the world that you are here to cater everyone else. Mm-hmm. And if someone yeah. steps on your toe and you say, sorry, it's like, <laughs> what mm-hmm. are you, what are you saying about yourself to that person? So that's yeah. what we're talking about. Stop doing things unnecessarily because you don't have to. I've tried four different email services and nothing compares to the beauty and the ability that comes with using Flowdesk. Start and grow your email list today with Flowdesk. Start your free 30-day trial and lock in with a 50% off your monthly subscription when you click the link in our show notes. Calling all small businesses. Are you on the hunt for better photography and listing images? Look no further than Jazzy Fresh Photography. With over 10 years of experience working with high fashion and name brand products, Jazzy Fresh Photography is your go-to girl to help take your business to the next level. As a female entrepreneur herself, she's devoted to helping other women whether that's making them feel beautiful for professional headshots, taking their engagement and or wedding photos, or teaming up and building out their photo inventory for their social media and websites. Check her out at www.jazzyfresh.com for all your photography needs, and be sure to mention her Messy Bun podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I just told someone that I'm really close with today um, to stop asking me if something's okay when it's their decision if it's okay or not yeah you can tell the people it was me yeah it was you (laughs) is that okay (laughs) Um, I was uh, running late this morning because I got caught behind an accident and I texted Danielle and I said hey we might need to start recording at 15 after if that's okay and I I am such a stickler about time and like I grew up an athlete. I went division one for my, my sport. And so like being on time to me is a huge sign of respect. It's Mm -hmm. a huge sign of discipline. And like, I was the person who was like, if you're a minute late, you don't deserve to be at practice because you Mm -hmm. obviously can't prioritize your time and take this seriously. So whenever, I mean, that has stuck with me almost so severely that it's now not a good thing because if I'm like two minutes late for something, I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. You always apologize when you're like a minute late. And I'm like, dude, how do you feel? I'm a mom. I'm always five minutes late when we're doing meetings because I had to change a diaper right before, or like Blake needed five minutes, still needed five minutes or got home late from work. And I'm like, you know, and I know like when you say that, you're not saying like, I'm disrespectful because I'm late. Yeah. I know it's totally self, right. like you're internalizing it for yourself right. and not putting it out to me. 
but it's just so funny that like, I'm, I'll, with you, I'm like, don't apologize. Don't ask me for permission. We're partners in this, right. like, you know, <laughs> and we're doing, we record on Saturdays for people who don't know. We're not, you know, it's not like we make two grand an episode. So it's not right. like our, a serious part of our income. So it's really right now a, a thing that we make time for that's fun. And so yeah. I realized she sent me, a, Danielle sent me a voice message back <laughs> and said, hey, actually, I'm going to play it. I'm going to play it for the people. Wow. This is a good oh episode. Here we go. You ready? Yeah. Here we go. Never say if that's okay again. Okay, thanks. I'm gonna play it again. I'm gonna play it again because it wasn't very loud. And also, please never say if that's okay again. Okay, thanks. <laughs> the second one too, I like go into explanation. You want which me to play like it? A fault of my own. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> you can say, "Does that work for you?" But considering you know that, like our podcast. Will not be finished recording in 15 minutes. I just want you to never feel like you ever have to like check with me if your mental stability is okay to start later. You have to tell me that it's okay. Oh my God. We need to start. This needs to be a segment. So Danielle and I, I love this episode. We're just talking. Um, yeah. Danielle and I voice message like 90% of the time. Mm -hmm. And the only time we don't is when her child is sleeping and she can't like, can't voice message. <laughs> so we should make this a segment where we play our favorite, whether it's funny or like some type of learning lesson or mm -hmm. something. Oh my oh, God. Yeah. That would be funny. Cause we're like constantly like teaching each other and asking each other questions. There's so many quotes I could pull from both of our, our, um, what are they called? Voice memos. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that was uh, my little lesson for this morning. So when we sat down today, we had three podcasts that we have ready to choose from and she was like, okay, let's do showing up powerfully. And I just knew, <laughs> I knew this was coming. <laughs> um, yeah, definitely. The thing too, is like, I really want to clarify. I said, I had mentioned your mental stability in the thing. And I want to clarify, <laughs> she saw a really bad car accident that had happened and said she needed a few minutes to um settle and like get home and like whatnot so like from my perspective of just hearing that like I don't know if she means she's emotional from it I don't know if she means like that she just like didn't get home in time and she yeah. didn't, you know so like mental stability in that sense doesn't mean like you're fucking psycho <laughs> Like, if your mental I mean, stability, yeah, thanks for that disclaimer. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, no problem. I just want to like make sure that that's like clarified. Yeah. Oh, uh, that's funny. Yeah, you and I are very good about respecting the moods and the energy mm -hmm. of the other person. Um, like the day yeah, all week we had mood checks. <laughs> oh yeah, mood check, thumbs down. Mood check, yeah, thumbs down. <laughs> um, but yes, if the days when we're um we might say, oh, let's film two podcasts. And then we get on our call and we're like, ah, how's your energy? Like, are we, are we actually going to yeah. be able to film two? And we're like, ah, no. <laughs> no. Do you want to film one? Uh, we should. Yeah, we should. <laughs> and then we just like hang out until we get in the mood to do it. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. 
All right, let's go. I think we have two more that we've like pulled out of like phrases that decrease how confident you sound. So we already went over, does that make sense? We already went over, just wanted. Um, and also you said something though, hold on. Something about like people that are like, oh, you're just a millennial. That's why the word just is so degrading when you say it to yourself, like when you say it about what you want to do. It's because so many people, when they try to degrade you, yeah. they say that word. They like, oh, yeah. they minimize and belittle you with it. So yeah, it's, it's belittling. It's, I like the word minimizing because it really is like, mm-hmm. it doesn't, when people say it, they almost don't realize that it's an insult because it does, it minimizes. So like mm-hmm. you might be saying it in a positive, happy way. So you don't necessarily think it's an insult, but it minimizes whatever that other person is doing or whatever you're describing, which inherently then is an insult. So, and it's like the, it's sister word is the one that we're going to talk about next is the word only. So it will only, I only need. So if you're talking to start, go ahead. No, it was like when I first started in corporate three years ago, four years ago, I had to skim my emails and remove just and only. I only, I just have a quick question. I, can we talk? I only need 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, I only, I only need X, Y, and Z. And it's like, yeah. no, this is my job. Mm-hmm. This is my job. Ask for what you need. Tell them right. what you need. If you can take the word out of the sentence, that's the thing. If you can remove the word just and only from your sentence and it doesn't change the meaning of the sentence, then don't use it. But if it's yes, a word a that example. is like required, like I only need your, you know, first name mm-hmm. that, that is, you know, or I only need like, your name or whatever, whatever the example would be. But right. like, for instance, Hey Marissa, I only need five minutes of your time. Hey Marissa, I need five minutes of your time. Right. Exactly. Like, there's a difference between that. Mm-hmm. So, and then, um, what was another one I wanted to say? Oh, and moms tend to do this. Like when moms are, especially like me, I'm a mom that I'm self-employed and I'm a mom. So I've learned that like what I, how I show up powerfully in my business, I also need to show up like that as a mom slash wife, because I would catch myself saying to my husband, who is like extremely understandable of my time and understands that my time is valuable. I would be like, I only need five minutes. He likes to talk to me because I work from home. So when he's home, he wants to hang out with me or like support me or see if I need anything, check in on me, tell me something funny that just happened with Emmett because he goes to work and doesn't see that as often. Mm -hmm. So in response to him walking in or interrupting, and I've made a video making fun of him always interrupting me, but um in response to him interrupting me, I used to say like, Hey, I only need five. Like, I just, I just need an hour. I only need five minutes. I only need like, instead I say things like, Hey, I'm busy working. I will come out there in an hour when I'm done working. Please keep my door shut. Yep. And he's like, he's very receptive of it because he knows I'm not being rude. It's Mm -hmm. not rude to tell him exactly what you need. Right. And, um, the difference between apologizing for what you need and setting boundaries for what you need 
is that when you apologize for what you need, you're minimizing your needs. But when you set boundaries for what you need, you are showing up powerfully because you know exactly, you're proving to the person you're speaking to, you know exactly what you need and they need to respect that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you apologize, sorry, I need to meditate this morning and I'm not Mm going to be able to make it. Or, you know, can we push back or, you know, can we make the appointment at this time? I have something scheduled. I'm so sorry. It's like, Mm -hmm. no, if you apologize for the things that you have going on or that you are doing or that you have to do, what do you like? You're apologizing for existing. You don't have Mm -hmm. to be sorry yeah. For existing. Totally. Exactly. It's like when people walk right into you, like to bring it back to the front of the, or the beginning of this conversation. It's like when people literally walk right into you and then you apologize when they bump into you and you're like, wait, what? Why mm-hmm. am I apologizing? Yeah. Why are you apologizing for what you need? Why are you apologizing for existing? Why are you apologizing for not having the available time that they are asking you to have? It's like, right. Stand your ground. You got it. Yeah. And I I talk about this topic a lot on my TikTok and a lot of the comments I see are, well, I'm not apologizing to minimize myself. I'm apologizing to be considerate. And it's like, this is what I wish everyone could just understand. And it's Mm -hmm. when you're conditioned so hard to believe that it's hard to to frame it and phrase it in a way that's going to make sense. But it's like, apologizing over apologizing is not you being considerate like it's annoying for people um i have a lot of people just over the course of all the people i've come across who i've been friends with before and when people are constantly apologizing it's like dude it's fine it's all right like (laughs) you don't need to apologize and right you you don't think that you're belittling, belittling yourself but you are Mm-hmm. That's how it comes across. Right. And like, the thing is, is like, if somebody's making you feel like you have to apologize for existing, then they're the one, or like right. that you're inconsiderate, right? then they're the ones that need to have some work done. Like if they think that you owe them an apology for just existing or for like not being available, that's on them. That's not mm-hmm. on you. Yeah, that's on them wanting to like take back ownership or power, like power of the conversation and, or the situation, whatever it might be. Just like when you, like you said with your boss saying like, um, could you elaborate that? Mm -hmm. And you're like, uh, I'm referring to the second videos, part two of Marissa talking about her, um, white man ego or alter ego in emails. She had said something like, um, her boss, go ahead. You're right. Yeah. It was the part one was me saying I would be belittled and I would be told to, to be sugary sweet in emails Mm -hmm. because the guys would be pissed that a woman is talking to them in such a direct way. And then the end of the video is me saying, and then when I quit a couple months later, my boss had the nerve to ask me why that's hilarious. So people were asking, okay, well, what did you tell him? And Mm -hmm. in the video I said, in part two, I said, I said, I'm not willing to do this song and dance any longer. I cannot put up with the politics 
to just to like fit in and it's not worth it. It's exhausting. And my boss said, well, you know, could you elaborate? And what do you mean by that? Which somebody actually said today in a comment, he was like gaslighting me. Like yeah. he, what do you mean by that? It's like, you fucking know what I mean by that. And right. the, what I said in response to him was, you know exactly what I mean. I'm not going to yeah. give you examples. And he was silent because he knew he did in fact know what I meant. And I don't know where you were going with that, but that's kind of, that's what the video, um, mm -hmm. the second no, line is about. That's the whole point is like, yeah. when you don't need to over explain. He was right. just trying to gain power back over right. the conversation right. and like over you. And once again, make you feel like you did something wrong or like yep. you're doing something wrong or like he doesn't understand, mm -hmm. but I'm just, mm, it's like the whole, like, does that make sense? Yeah. Oh, wow. You know, that's, he, yeah, no, that's, a, I haven't ever framed it that way looking back, um, like I am a huge over explainer, mm -hmm. um, because one of my, <clears throat> one, I just went through puberty right there. Um, one of my big things <laughs> is, like, what? <laughs> um, one of my big things is like, I really want, like, I don't know if it's a love language or just like trauma showing up, but I love when people understand what I'm saying. And maybe it's, it comes from like not being understood as a child or like not being validated, but my whole thing is like, I want to over explain. So you know exactly where I'm coming from. So you don't assume this or that about me. Like, I want you to totally know what my perspective is. So you honestly, probably, so you agree and like, yeah, that you don't think I'm a bad person for my opinion or whatever. Right. So the way you just framed it, he was probably saying, can I have some examples? He wanted me to over explain so he could pick apart my justification for quitting. Mm -hmm. Wow. And make you feel bad. Right. Right. And like, feel like again, gaslit and invalidating me. Yeah. Yeah. When you Whoa. came across, like, I mean, we all heard you quit. So like, yeah. we all know that you, what you said. Yeah. And it's like, wow. mm -hmm. like what, what? No, I, I'm no longer going right. to be here. I don't yeah. need to explain and I don't owe you anything. Yeah. And I really don't owe you anything now because I'm giving you my two weeks. Yeah. And I remember he said, well, if, you know, if that's what you think is best, it's like, yeah, because mm -hmm. I took charge of the conversation. That's all he could say because yep. he had nothing to fight me on. <laughs> right. Cause I didn't give concrete examples, even though he tried mm -hmm. a few times. Wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. that's a that's a good one we don't need we didn't even think about for this episode right. don't over explain yourself mm -hmm. um there's a thing that narcissists do where they like try to get you to over explain and um mm -hmm. like therapists like i i'm always on therapy tiktok because who doesn't want to be on therapy tiktok um but i always see them talk about how and again i'm not a therapist so like i'm probably saying this wrong or incorrect in one way, shape or form. Mm -hmm. So if you're interested in learning more, go learn more. Um, but anyways, the, now that the disclaimer is out there that I'm not a therapist. <laughs> we know Danielle. Oh, we know. Yeah. Uh, talk about over explaining <laughs> anyways. So they say there's a lot of videos out there that are like, um, narcissists want you to over explain because then they can, um, invalidate you. And then rather than being as direct as you once were in the beginning, you've now had to explain it 
three, four, five different ways and include examples and include other things that now you're even more frustrated and more upset with what's going on because rather than them just taking blame or taking fault for the, like what you are trying to explain to them, they don't want to. So they're going to, they're going to reflect by making you consistently um, re-explain yourself. And by reflecting it, they're taking power away from you and oh, power away from your original statement and your original stance. So one of the things that I like to say when I'm holding my power and when I'm questioning like in an email or responding to somebody is if my point is already made, I do not need to make it again. Mm. So email, like that's part of my wow. white man. Yeah. So, um, wow. Yeah. If my point is made, I do not need to make it again. So when I'm typing an email to somebody and in response to like, for instance, there was an email that came in last week and she wanted, um, the, in one of our commercials, we talk about Flowdesk and how we like both use Flowdesk, love it. I highly recommend it to everybody. She asked me to send her the link. And then at the end said, does, um, is this something that you can help me with? Well, I do one-on-one consulting and, and mentoring for small businesses. So I was like, oh, I'm curious if she's um, asking me for the email and then all, or for the, the link and then also asking me if I can help her with Flowdesk, which I can, I've, I do that in the consulting. So in the first email, I sent her the link and I said, you're going to enjoy it. Like, that's great. She responded saying, thank you. And I'm like, wait, did I not respond to the second part of her thing? Because again, and not picking her apart by any means, just trying to give an example. Um, it, it was almost as if like, it could have been one of two ways. We tend to over-explain. So she asked me for the thing. It could have been an over-explanation of can like you, can you send this to me? Oh Is it yeah. Something that you can do, you know, she already got the point across, but then asked it again. So I'm so used to only stating my point that like in emails now that one time and like being done that I'm like, Hmm, she must be asking for extra help then, you know? Yeah. So if you've already asked the question, you don't need to repeat the question. It's, it can become convoluted. Right. like it just did for me um because she was not asking for consulting during that oh, time right so she was she just, just asking it twice and you got yeah. confused because you're so used to just being direct got yes. it got it got it mm-hmm. and so um so I had replied back and I said oh and to answer your second question yes I can help you with this um we can create an email marketing strategy plan. I can teach you how to use Flowdesk, et cetera, et cetera. And she was like, oh, no, I'm not asking for that. And I was like, oh, okay, great. Just like, and then I, I didn't say just, I said, um, okay, great. Wanted to make sure I answered all your questions. Glad I did. Let me know if you ever have any more. Yeah. And that was it. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah, that's a good example. Yeah. And I feel like it, it kind of makes, it brings it out in like a lot, having a live example. And again, she listens to the podcast. So if you're listening to this one, I am not making fun of you for doing that. I'm just <laughs> using it as an example because it can become confusing when you repeat the mm-hmm. same question. It can right. almost come across as if you're asking two different questions. So, right. Yeah. 
and I love her. She cre- she's really sweet. <laughs> <laughs> we don't hate you is what we're saying. Yeah, I'm not belittling you. <laughs> oh, I'm going to over-explain how much I love you now. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Yeah, and the um, the last kind of statement on our list that I put down because I heard it once I think it was in my like seventh grade English class, mm. which is very interesting. Um, the teacher said, if, if you're not explaining a belief that you have and you're explaining a fact, whether it's a fact like about you or a fact about the situation, do not say, I believe, mm-hmm. just state it. So for, let me give an example. So like, of course, if you say, um, I believe like, what's an example of this? Oh my God, I'm coming up so blank. Um, I'm going to cut this part. I want to give a good one. Cause it's like, if you're talking about like, I believe that when we die, it's, that is a belief, but like, yeah, it's like, I also don't think you need to cut this part because like, because the, the fact that like, we, what we know, like you need to state it as a fact. And we know that there's a difference between beliefs and facts, but the fact that it's so hard for you to create an example shows that you've practiced this so many years that it's hard for you to pull one that you've used yourself because you don't, you know, so I can say that, oh, I clicked my tongue. Gross. Sorry, guys. Um, I can say when, like, if I'm in an argument or if somebody's hurt my feelings or whatever it might be, if I'm talking to somebody and I'm like, you did this and I feel like this, they can, they tend to respond back if they're not in the mental space or mindset to be able to hear that, like they did something wrong. Well, I don't believe I did. And then if you were to say, well, I believe you did, like you are, no, you, you did changing, right? Yeah, you did. They did it. So Mm -hmm. don't, don't change it as in like, I believe that you did. So because I believe that you did it, no, they actually did it. So it's a fact. And of course it's probably a different example for you, but what's, is there a business example you can pull? Yeah. Like I used to say all the time. Like, I believe that will work, or I believe that that can fit in my schedule, or there's like, I have a good one. It's on the tip of my tongue, but I can't remember it. Like, just when you're talking about things that are true for you, it's not a belief that you have. It is a fact. Like, we don't believe that um, we need water to survive as humans. Mm -hmm. We need water to survive as humans. It's like, oh, I believe that, you know, if I don't get enough sleep, I'm going to be tired. Like, no, you're going to be tired if you don't get enough sleep. It's not something that you have to soften. Like the I believe softens whatever you're about to say. It's kind of like saying just. Um, Or actually the example that the English teacher gave us was if you're making like your thesis about a book or whatever, a movie, and you say... Um, let's take Mean Girls, for example, just because that's the, <laughs> the first movie that came into my head. Like, <laughs> Regina George was a bully. Like, I don't think there's any denying that. 
Like, right. so if your thesis is Regina George is a bully, you don't have to say, I believe Regina George is a bully. It's like, no, mm-hmm. if that's, that's what you are, you know, that's the point you're making and you have all this stuff to back it up, say it, like say it with mm-hmm. your whole chest. It kind of like, um, like it softens it, but it almost leaves room for like you to be wrong. Mm-hmm. Where if this is something you're certain of, say it, like own it. Yeah. It leaves room for argument. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like if you were in a meeting, let's say like I'll pull one. Um, we were, I was in, I remember like two months before I left corporate, I was in a meeting and I had said like the opinion came back to me or like the question came back to me of what we should be doing for like new, if we should be uh, rebranding and how we should rebrand things like that. And um, I remember I had said, well, I believe that we should do this because of this, because of that. So for instance, for this yeah. example, I'll be a little bit more specific. They, um, they had done something the same, a design the same way for years and the design just was so outdated. And mm-hmm. I kept saying, I believe we need to update the design because it's outdated. Well, no, the fact is it is outdated. The design yeah. is outdated. And if you, one of, one of the things that piss you off as a company is the fact that like, we're so far behind in design. Why am I sitting here saying, I believe we need to do this in order to take us to the next level? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I might believe that, but I also know that. Right. And you're professional. Right. And it's your job. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I remember like, I, I remember the feeling that I had in that moment of saying, like, whenever I was in a meeting, how I always had to turn, um, I had to turn my questions into, or my statements into beliefs or like not to be rudes. And, um, because the HR person there hated the fact that I asked questions. She was horrendous in that. She thought that by me asking questions, I was belittling her. Jeez. Because I didn't understand something or because I needed more explanation oh, as to yeah. why. She probably mm-hmm. took it as you trying to pick apart her, right? you know, whatever she was trying to say when it's like, no, mm-hmm. sometimes you just need more information. Yeah. And like at the company I was at, they, um, they had this like weird thing where like you weren't just one position, you were multiple positions and this way they could get away with like paying you less. Mm. Um, and paying less people anyways, um, in the meetings, I had to start saying that I believed we should do something because of insert examples, Uh, because otherwise by stating the fact that it is outdated, I came across too aggressive. I was so aggressive, even though it was a meeting of women, I was still so aggressive. Um, and so I've tried four different email services and nothing compares to the beauty and the ability that comes with using Flowdesk. Start and grow your email list today with Flowdesk. Start your free 30-day trial and lock in with a 50% off your monthly subscription when you click the link in our show notes. So yeah, like that's a, that's my example of stating a belief versus stating a fact. Yeah. 
No, that's a, that's a good one, I believe. And then your professional opinion, it's like, no, say it, mm-hmm. <laughs> be strong. Oh God, even just, even just what you just said, like the statement, there's a lot of people that say, I believe in my professional opinion. Mm-hmm. That statement in and of itself is mm-hmm. a statement that I heard so many times and I've had to use so many times when I worked for corporate mm-hmm. so that I could tiptoe around and walk on eggshells. Like yeah. everything that we just listed, when you, if you say these things, even one of these things, it's because deep down you feel like you have to walk on eggshells around the people around you. And right. you shouldn't, if you're in a position where you feel like that and you're capable of getting out of the position or finding a new position or changing it, make, make small adjustments to be able to, even if you stay in said job, like right. make small, make small adjustments, start standing your ground, start showing up more powerfully. You right. deserve to. Yeah. And kind of to like wrap up the showing up powerfully in emails and um, on the phone and everything, I keep seeing these TikToks and posts on Instagram where it actually was just a trend where you um, change your emails to be like your white male coworker, Kevin, and it shows the women like deleting their exclamation points and taking out a lot of the fluff and instead of putting thanks so much, they put regards and, you know, they're changing their email. And I'm seeing a lot of comments, which are really, they don't sit well with me saying, we should not have to soften or no, we should not have to not be excited and bubbly in emails just to be like our male counterparts. The men should be more friendly. And while I, I don't think that women should have to become men or like men to be respected, mm-hmm. I think that when women make this rebuttal, they're not realizing that a lot of the times we're putting exclamation points because we don't feel worthy enough to be direct. Mm-hmm. It's like, you're not putting exclamation points to be friendly just for the sake of being friendly. You're putting exclamation points so you don't come across as a bitch. And like, that's the thing. So uh, like the the argument that I don't like is that, well, we should be able to keep our exclamation points. We shouldn't have to be like men. And it's like, no, it's not that you're being like men. It's that you're showing that you have self-worth and that you, believe in what you're saying Mm -hmm. it's like do you does that I don't know like I'm about to say does that make sense but like I know I'm not I don't think that you're I don't think that by asking if that makes sense to me you're belittling oh yeah you said by any means um it does make sense yeah because the thing is is like I'm in a mental space like mental mind space to be able to accept that like I'm my mind shift has happened and is still mm-hmm. I and I understand is currently and will always keep growing and I feel like there's a lot of people that are very stuck in like the I I don't need to change like I'm not doing that because of this and while you might not feel like you're doing that because of this And again, I 100% Mm -hmm. am like proud for you that you don't have those feelings that your exclamation points are there to soften the blow of a statement that you have to say. Mm -hmm. And I'm very happy that you don't believe that saying, um, hey, I just wanted to like take five minutes of your time or it'll only take five minutes of your time. 
if you don't believe that that doesn't, that, that makes you sound less powerful, like by all means, keep like, that's your opinion. And I, I respect that. But at the end of the day, my, I know for a fact that it does because so many people mm -hmm. have felt belittled by this and have felt um, betrayed or not betrayed. What's the right word? Um, minimized mm -hmm. by having to use exclamation points and having to use jargon like this in order to soften the blow. And while you might not have received it directly, it's expected of you, regardless of if you enjoy talking like that or not, it's expected of you. And the reason why you probably have not received like, um, feedback like Marissa has, where it's like, oh, can you, you just like, you know, you get more bees with honey or you, yeah, you get more bees with honey or flies with honey, however mm -hmm. you pronounced it. Um, the reason why you've never received that information is because you've never tried to go against the grain of mm -hmm. what is expected of you. And imagine if you did, imagine if you took your statements and your questions and you shortened it how would people actually respond? How would the male counterparts or how would your friends, how would like even think about how you text somebody? How do they respond? Like how, how are you responding? Are you responding with exclamation points because etiquette shows that exclamation points makes you excited or do you respond with the word K like the letter K? You know, back when we were younger, when people would respond with K, we would instantly, or K period, mm -hmm. we would instantly be like, oh my God, they're mad. What's wrong? Right. And people mm -hmm. still do that. Um, like, I, I, I truly hate to say this, but when you are refusing to go against the grain, because you're saying these statements of, no, I shouldn't have to change how I, how I type, um, or I shouldn't have to belittle how excited I really am. Well, okay, that's great, but you're doing that to keep the peace. Yeah, and that's, that's why it bothers me so much is because I'm hearing, well, I shouldn't have to type more like men, but that's not the point. It's not so you're more like a man. It's so you show up with, Probably. right, with the, the, the um, like with giving the impression that you belong there. It's not to be yeah. more like a man. It's that men are already doing it. Right. And we need to, too. And it's right. like to tell men to be nicer. It's like, and to be more bubbly and friendly. That's exactly the, the shit feedback that makes me feel bad. I don't want to tell men that. Right. Like, so to tell, so that's why that argument just makes me like, ah, I don't think you're understanding here. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not just we about should the all, explanations. Right. And we should the all, yes, exactly. Sorry, I kept interrupting you. No, you're you. good. Um, and we should all feel empowered enough to be able to state our facts mm -hmm. and our questions and our needs without fluff. Yes. You know, and so to tell men that they need to add fluff Right. Well, yeah, some men, some men actually do need to add some fluff because they're, you know, yeah, of course. But no, if they like, if the statement is a um, professional statement, 
if the question is a professional question and if you are coming across exactly as and getting your point across without like being disrespectful like i should be able to say mm -hmm. i need five minutes of your time when are you free are you are you able to talk like hey are you able to talk in 30 minutes that right. should not scare it doesn't scare a man when they receive that information but when a female gets that information it's like the sweats come out mm -hmm. like oh my god what's wrong what did i do you know yeah. and that's because it's been ingrained in us right yeah and that's the whole thing is like um there's a good example here with like feminism and like why don't we call it humanism if if we mm -hmm. want equality it's because the females are the ones who are not equal to the man so you call it feminist same mm -hmm. thing with black lives matter it's of course jesus of course i can't believe this took the turn of course all lives matter but the black lives are the ones not being treated fairly so we say black lives matter so it's like right in because this situation go ahead yeah so in this situation we don't want the man to to like stoop down and have to do the things that women do because you know of course it's not that serious in the situation but just to right. draw the analogy we don't want men to be paid less to be on the female level to so it's right. equal we want to empower women to be more direct and to speak how they want to in emails and to mm -hmm. not add fluff and to not add the word just so they are up at the level of how confident men are able to be in emails like we want to raise everyone we don't want to right. like tell men to start acting insecure like your female counterparts no mm -hmm. right exactly because like you said the analogy that you were giving of like of course all lives matter and of course um you know we want fem feminism should is an equality statement for all men and women the to reiterate exactly what you said yeah raise up so like we need to go up mm -hmm. the females need to be brought up female feminism got it they have to be right. brought up to the equal level mm -hmm. black lives matter yeah all lives matter but guess what black lives need to be brought up to make right. it all lives matter you right. know um and like same with with this with the, to respond to those people that are like oh well like why should i have to change men need to change no because men are already speaking powerfully mm -hmm. so let's bring them let's bring up the women and the and the other men that also still feel like they have to talk like this this isn't just like women need to say this i know men yeah. also say just and they do this but majority of the people that get called out for speaking powerfully are women yep men never get called out for speaking powerfully so pull it up, raise up. I'm using right. my hand gestures because one of these days we'll actually put all of the videos we record on YouTube. Yeah. And you'll be able to see what just happened to me. I had to mute myself to close my blinds because the sun just came into my eyes and mm -hmm. I did that and my ring light fell over and I made a really interesting <laughs> face at the camera. Oh yeah. It, it like smashed on the ground and the, the cover came off. So I don't know if it's broken or not. <laughs> oh man. Uh, I love my light is my son is also coming in. My son. Uh -huh. Uh, is also coming in and we were just both slowly leaning to the right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, well, that gosh. was, uh, it was funny when we first started to record this, we were like, oh yeah, this could be 
you know, kind of a quick episode, like, you know, it could be 15 minutes if we, if we hit all our points and kind of edit it. And then right before we started, we were like, okay, let's, we're actually just going to make this conversational and we're just going to talk. And I think it's been almost an hour now. (laughs) Oh, probably. Except I think we started recording at like 115. Mm -hmm. So maybe 45 minutes, not bad though. And you don't have to edit a single thing. I know. It's amazing. That's really cool. Yeah. This is a good one. I like conversational stuff because like, I sometimes wish when we FaceTimed, we just recorded. I know. Because a lot of times we talk about business stuff and I'm like, oh, what? We should have just mm-hmm. recorded this. Yeah. Um, also, I have to make this episode explicit because we swore quite a bit. Yeah, I know. I did. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Um, no, that's good. All right. Do you have a her messy bun moment for the week? And remember, this is going to go out two weeks out. So anything you want to share that you can disclose for two weeks out, you can share as well. Honestly, what's today? The 13th. It's going to be posted on the 22nd. So this week for me was really focused on my website and my sales page. So today it's the 13th. My cart for my TikTok growth program is going to open on the 15th. So the day this is released, my cart will have been open for a week and there are two more weeks to go. So if you have not checked out um, my website, go for it. I put in a lot of work this week. Actually, two nights ago, I was up until 4.30 in the morning. We're just working on my sales page. So that's my messy bun moment really is just the work that I've put in and how in love with my website I am. So if you're listening to this and you don't know what I'm talking about, check out the link in the show notes. It's going to take you there. Um, And Do you know what the link is? Do you want to share what it is? Yeah. It's going to be marissajo.com slash grow on TikTok. So you can go check it out. Um, I don't want to over explain the program here just because the sales page is is amazing and it's going to speak for itself. But if you are a small business or somebody who's growing a personal brand and you are not yet on TikTok or you're on TikTok and you want to take it more seriously and grow an audience that's going to convert, that's what the program is about. So um, definitely be. Yeah, you've been like busting ass for that. Yeah, it's it's going to be amazing. I'm super excited. Um, yeah. So what's yours? Is it website related? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. So my, I mean, it's kind of a combo. I, um, I made a video last week about, or last weekend after we recorded, um, last week. And I realized that like, I brand people for a living. Like I help people create their brand for a living. And I'm sitting here with still messy action brand for her messy bun. And so I made a video telling everybody that I was going to share the behind the scenes of me like finalizing my brand moments. And um, I'm doing all this while my build your brand masterclass (laughs) is coming out and going. And at this point, again, we both are launching ours on the 15th. So they will be out for a week at this point. And you know, I could have like felt like that was, um, a lot of me, a lot, part of me didn't want to like share the behind the scenes of it because I felt like, oh, well I'm announcing that I'm like, I don't have my brand finalized and like, that's bad. And it's like, no, it's not bad. I, this is the third brand personal brand I'm making for myself, third business brand that I'm making for myself. And 
I was running to other businesses before I like everybody knows my story that follows me or that looks into it. I share it all the time. Mm -hmm. So yeah, of course I'm going to share like, yes, I have the time. I finally have the time. And here's, here's the importance of why a brand and creating and building your brand is so important. It doesn't matter what part of the journey you're in. If you haven't finished building your brand out, like the mission statement and all of the stuff that goes into it, then your brand is an unfinished like segment of everything that you are involved in and it's never going to feel finalized. And so sharing it has been like my messy bun moment of like, this is awesome because mm -hmm. I'm like showcasing a vulnerable part mm -hmm. and like an, in, like a, it could be an insecurity even of like not having that finalized. But like, it's so like, I enjoy branding so much that I'm like, I'm finalizing it on my website. I finalize, I'm finalizing it on Instagram. I'm pulling like, you know, I'm, I'm going to be by the time that the class starts, which is, um, in April, like my brand will be finalized. You will have seen how I finalized it. The, and you'll want to have wished that you joined the masterclass. So like, that's my that's my Hermesy bun moment. Like I'm very, very, very proud of the few things that I've been working on for the last week because it's just like very detailed and a lot of work and vulnerable and raw and just like her, like me to a, to a T. Yeah. And that's something I think more, I wish more content creators and influencers realized is the vulnerable behind the scenes moments are not going to take away credibility they're going to humanize you mm -hmm. to your audience which yeah. is way more valuable than them seeing you up on a pedestal so oh, if you can humanize yourself that's huge and showing the vulnerable moments is a perfect way to do that mm -hmm. I um I was on either Instagram or TikTok and I saw Ellen DeGeneres had posted something. So it probably was Instagram because I don't think I've ever seen her do anything on TikTok. And, oh, it was TikTok. So um, she is posting about international, it was for her post four days ago about International Women's Day. And Demi Lovato is quoted in it, a bunch, with, a bunch of like other strong women as well. But Demi says this amazing quote and I want to share it. So let me get it to exactly, I screen recorded it so that I could share it because I think it's great and I want to quote her. Nobody's perfect Ooh. and we're not going to get role models by watching people not make mistakes. I don't like Nobody's perfect and we're not going to get role models by watching people not make mistakes. Mm -hmm. Isn't that crazy? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like that's so you good. Need to be able to, you need to be able to share your mistakes. Sharing your mistakes is how people like learn. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. Yeah. No, that's good. Yay. Yay. This is our first episode where we don't have to like edit. Well, you don't have to edit. I know. Yeah. We usually stop before I stop before, <laughs> before the outro and we're like, all right, who's doing the outro? And it's usually Danielle. Cause I don't know how to speak. And now we're just, we're just doing it. We're just going yeah. for it. <laughs> mm -hmm. So oh, Danielle, right. do you want to do the outro? <laughs> sure. Um, 
As always, thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. We really appreciate it. And please, by all means, share this on every platform that you have. Any social media platform, text it to your friends and family. If you're listening to this on Spotify, you can actually share it to your Instagram stories and people can click to listen just right then and there, just by sharing it. And it really helps us grow. It helps us keep doing this for fun and sharing free, valuable information to all of our strong, empowered, ambitious women out there looking to grow and start their business and grow and start their TikTok audience. So. Yes. And shout out to, I know, I know we have a couple of guy listeners. I'm going to yes, make a little quick shout out to Tim. Love you, Tim. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thanks for listening, men. That's all I had to contribute. Love you, Tim. (laughs) We'll talk to you guys in next week's episode. See you later, bitches. (laughs) Hey, it's explicit. Who cares? Yeah. Love you. Bye. Bye.